بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فحياكم الله تعالى جميعا وكتنيو بإذن الله تعالى with the explanation of Umrat al-Ahkam, Kitab al-Tahara, the chapter pertaining to purification, and dealing with narrations in Bukhari Muslim, gathered by Abdul Maqdasi rahimahullah ta'ala, an amazing compilation from Sahih Bukhari and Muslim. And as you know, the origin of Umrat al-Ahkam is Umrat al-Kubara, for those who are aware, is Umrat al-Kubara, which is narrations in from the Kutub al-Sitta, narrations from the six recognized books of Hadith. But the Umrat al-Ahkam is actually a summary of that, where they abridged it, that only the narrations found in Bukhari Muslim are mentioned in this book. But the origin of the book is Umrat al-Kubra. And I advise my dear beloved brothers and sisters, Talabat al-Ilm, to buy that book. It's very useful, and uh, the ulama to this day teach it. But that which is in front of us today is Umratul Ahkam, uh, and uh, we've reached Barakallahu Fikum uh, the narration of Anas, which is Hadith number sixteen, um, I believe, and that is the Hadith and Anas ibn Malik, radhiyallahu anhu, annahu qala kan Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi وسلم يدخل الخلاء فأحمل أنا وغلام نحوي إداوة من ماء وعنذة فيستنجي بالماء. And that is that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this hadith of Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu an that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that the Messenger used to كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم when the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will enter or go to relieve himself and and it's considered when when it's mentioned here يدخل الخلاء that is in an open space. The ulama have said that khala now is not only not only open space but even in a building. But in this narration, it's thought that it is indeed uh, an open space to relieve himself. فأحمل أنا وغلام نحوي إداوتن فأحمل and I will carry with me me and وغلام نحوي another youth. My similar to me in age, will carry idawatan. Will carry a vessel, a small vessel made out of leather. Idawatan will carry a small vessel made out of leather, min ma, and containing water. Wa anazatan, and a small stick or barakalafikum nam pole. A small stick or a small pole will carry that with us pointed staff will carry that with us and the messenger وسلم, will then clean himself with water clean himself with water so this hadith will deal with a few points the first point is the narrator of the hadith and the narrator of the hadith is Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu And we've uh, spoken and discussed his tarjima on various occasions. And even today 
in the Dars of Aqidat al-Raziyain, we mentioned some virtues of Anas ibn Malib, Khadim Rasul sallallahu who was indeed a helper of the Messenger sallallahu not a slave, a helper of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's point number one. Point number two is the Mawdu al-Hadith, and that is a title that we can give to this narration of Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu an. And that is the topic we can say is Bayan And that is the ruling of cleaning oneself when after using the, the, the bathroom or the toilet or after relieving themselves, cleaning oneself with water. The ruling in this regard. The ruling of cleaning oneself with water after relieving oneself. And this is the title that we can give to this narration of Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu an. Point number three. Some of the wordings that I've been mentioned in this narration so we can improve our vocabulary and understand the statements of the Sahaba radiyallahu anhu in this amazing hadith. The first where he says, وَغُلَامُ nahwi." The first wording in this narration, he says, وَغُلَامُ nahwi." Ghulam, yani young child that has not reached uh, uh, puberty or, or is not balig. Ghulamu Nahwi. And Nahwi, it means like me. Nahwi means like me. And uh, generally in, in, in the times of old, it's meant for a young person. Ghulamu Nahwi. You say Ghulamu Nahwi, it means a young person like me. But again, in many places of the Arabs, Ghulamu Nahwi can also mean a strong person in adversity, as in Harb or in war. But in this narration, it means young person like me. And in some of the books of hadith where they find where we find who this young person was that was with Anas, some of them have said it's Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiyallahu an, that he was the young one who was with him, uh, radiyallahu anhuma ajma'in. And others have said it's other than him. But that which is known by majority is that it is indeed it was indeed Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiyallahu an. And this is one of the topics of the science of hadith where we find in certain narrations where it's this obscurity like a man or a child or youth. And the scholars of hadith, may Allah have mercy upon all of them, they gave a good service to the sunnah by clarifying who this person was by looking at the other various narrations that explain to us who, for example, this ghulam, this young individual with Anas ibn Malik was. So Ghulam Nahwi, so it was a young man helping the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who was as young as Anas. Nahwi, yani as young as me. Naam. He's Mumayyaz, but hasn't really reached, he can just, has a ability to uh, distinguish between certain affairs, but hasn't really reached manhood. Has not really reached manhood. Muqaribun li fisin, close to me in age. The second word, idawatan min al ma. Or min ma, idawatan min ma, and that is that a small jug here in al min al jild, yujalil ma, and it is a small jug vessel type uh, container which is used to uh, carry water, used to carry water. And the third word in that we can take from this hadith is al anaza, al anaza, and al anaza. Barakallahu uh, fikum was indeed explained by the mu'allif, the author, and as was al-idawa. He says al-harbatu sagira, 
and that is a small staff and that small staff was held by these two young men uh, young boys who wanted to help the messenger Salasem, so they can use this staff and have a type of veil that will conceal the messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam while he was uh, relieving himself so this is a proof that it was in open, open space it was in an open space so they brought the water jug or the vessel and then they brought with them this staff so they can put it on the floor put it in the ground and uh, use uh, a type of uh, veil or so to conceal and cover the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam while he was relieving himself sallallahu alaihi wasallam as you know back in those uh, days uh, people never used to relieve themselves in the house it was done outside through because due to high, obviously hygienic uh, reasons which is maqul and understandable after this barakallahu feekum uh, we uh, look at uh, some benefits that we can take from this hadith the first benefit that we can take from this hadith is the virtue of Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu an in him being given service to the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam carrying the water for the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and likewise the staff in order to aid the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam in relieving himself and maintaining his privacy sallallahu alaihi wasallam the second benefit, barakallahu feekum, is the permissibility of uh, uh, seeking aid or getting aid from somebody whilst you're purifying. So, for example, it is permissible for a brother to hold a bottle of water for his brother to do wudu. And this is taken from this hadith. It is permissible and it is indeed a noble act that you aid your brother. If, for example, you're in an area where you don't have a tap, as we is commonly uh, known to have in, 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 in facilities and houses and so forth. But if you're in an area where you don't have a tap and you only have a bottle of water, you aid your brother by pouring the water for him, um, uh, for him to make wudu. And this is indeed as a noble act. And again, this hadith, Barakalafikum, is a proof of its legitimacy and its permissibility. Uh, the third benefit that we can take from this is that in it is the ruling and the permissibility of using just water. Using just water to purify oneself and to cleanse oneself. Using water to clean oneself. This hadith, it shows the permissible nature of this. And number four, and this is a nice benefit mentioned by Sheikh Saleh Fawzan, and that is the virtue of aiding the people of knowledge carrying their bags carrying their books carry if you see them the shopping carrying their shopping the ulama being at service for the ulama and this etiquette no doubt is shown by Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu in that he was doing that to the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam his teacher so likewise based upon that analogy uh, the person who uh, uh, wants to uh, uh, be a, a good student of knowledge that they, they indeed are at service uh, for the ulama for the scholars, the people of knowledge and no doubt you can get benefit as Anas himself uh, due to him aiding the messenger وسلم, and doing this service on the messenger وسلم, we now have this hadith we now have this knowledge that he's taken from the messenger, the actions of the messenger وسلم. so likewise the person who aids and supports and yakhdim and, al-ulama, and, and the scholars, that they will get benefit from the scholars in their etiquettes. And this is 
Mujarrab, and those who have uh, been around the scholars will know that, that this indeed is the truth, that you can get benefit, get knowledge, even if it's one hadith or one etiquette or one mannerism that they have, that the student of knowledge can benefit from. This hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, is indeed a benefit of that. And likewise, uh, Barakallahu Fikum, from the benefits that we can take from this hadith, the lasti'idadu lituhur wa ghayrihi bi tahiyati ma yalzim or yalzim dalik. And that is that the individual, the importance of preparing oneself to use the toilet. Not just rushing to the toilet, but preparing oneself and having everything that they need in order to, for them to purify themselves um, uh, available. And that is that we find here in this narration, Anas ibn Malik, uh, and he mentioned that the mess that he brought, the vessel of Ina, this small vessel, he brought it with him. And also the Anaza, the staff, the Hidawa and the Anaza, he brought them two uh, tools with them to prepare for using the bathroom. So, likewise, taken from this hadith, the individual who wants to use the bathroom should be prepared. And have everything that they need in order to purify themselves effectively. Another benefit that we can take from this hadith or, hadith or a mas'ala in fact. An issue is that in it it shows no doubt the permissibility of using water. But the ulama have now mentioned there are three, there are three ways that the person can clean themselves after uh, relieving themselves. There are three ways. And all three ways are permissible. The, and we'll start with the best way. We start with the best way that is mentioned by the ulama. And that is to combine the purification and the cleansing with water and stone. Or rocks. Or pebbles. And the ulama that mentioned this so... The person uses the pebbles and so forth so that they don't have too much of the soiling on their hands when they are washing. And you can say this is similar to using tissues. Where the individual is uh, removing a, a, a large part or, or portion of, of the soil uh, after relieving themselves before they wash themselves with the water. So then their hands are not actually touching the soil that much. And this is uh, considered the best option that the person uses both, in that they wash themselves after uh, cleaning themselves with turab uh, or like we studied a few weeks ago with pebbles, and then do istinja and then wash it with water. That's number one. Number two, after that, in virtue, is using water alone. So the first one is using stone and water, pebbles and water, or tissues and water as we know today. That's the best way to cleanse yourself. And the second is using water alone. This is the second as it relates to its effectiveness. Using water alone. And the third is using marakalafikum istijmar or using the pebbles or, 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 or small rocks on its own. So these are the three barakalafikum ways that one can cleanse themselves. And the Nawawi, uh, rahimullah ta'ala, he says, فَالَّذِي عَلَيْهِ جَمَاعَةُ سَلَفِ وَالْخَلَفِ وَأَجْمَ عَلَيْهِ أَهْلُ الْفَتْوَى مِنْ أَئِمَّةِ الْأَمْصَارِ أَنَّ الْأَفْضَلْ أَنْ يَجْمَعَ بَيْنَ الْمَاءِ وَالْحِجَارَةِ 
He says, Rahimullah, and now we, that that which the Salaf were upon and those after them, and that which the scholars from various vicinities and towns and cities and countries, that they have come to a consensus that the most virtuous way to cleanse oneself is to combine between water and pebbles. So he, now he says that he, start, he uses the stone first to minimize the impurities and to minimize him touching it the, uh, the impurities and then he uses water and if he wishes to limit himself to just using water or using uh, pebbles on their own independently then this uh, is also permissible and this barakalafikum is indeed uh, a clarification of the correct uh, uh, thinking as it relates to tathir uh, uh, and purifying oneself after using the bathroom nam and with this barakalafikum we conclude the first narration barakalafikum that we'll take today and possibly we take that this is the last narration inshallah ta'ala we continue next week with the second narration and Abi Qatada al-Ansari radiyallahu anhu we continue with that next week bi-idhnillahi ta'ala rabbil arshil azim so with this we conclude today's lesson of sharh from Umrat al-Ahkam taken from the explanation of the ulama such as Sheikh Saleh al-Fawzan and Abbasam and likewise Sheikh Saleh Muhammad ibn Saleh al-Uthameen rahimahumullahu ta'ala jami'an hadha wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين